Anybody know what day this is? Thursday. We've been here since Tuesday. Three hours sleep in three days. What's the difference? It keeps us off the street. Radar, I don't want to talk to anybody. Just tell them I'm beat right down to my socks. General Clayton, this is Benjamin Franklin Pierce. I realize you're a general and I'm just a captain, but I want to have your baby. Trapper, it's over. No more meatball surgery. No more putting guys together again so they can be killed at a more convenient time. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buds, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Ladies. <laughs> today we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 23, titled Cease Fire. It was directed by Earl Bellamy, written by Larry Gilbart and Robert Klan, Production code was J323, and it originally aired on March 18, 1973. Henry, it won't be official for a couple of hours yet, but a cease fire has been arranged. I say again, a cease fire. A cease fire? What? Cease fire. Does that mean we can go home? A uh, cease fire? Uh, General, are you sure? Well, I've just been on the phone with Sincompact. Is that good enough for you? He got it from Sincom Pack. I don't care if he got it from Nincom Poop. The shooting's over! <laughs> okay, plot summary for this episode. News of a ceasefire has reached the 4077th, and everyone celebrates and says they are goodbyes except for Trapper, who remains sceptical. The ceasefire does, of course, turn out to be a rumour, but not before Hawkeye tells three of his lovers he is married, shows the camp pictures taken of General Clayton and Major Houlihan, and forgives $1,500 worth of gambling debts. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Bet's Trapper, 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money, isn't it? $1,500. Uh, it is. Is. Yeah. yeah, especially in the 50s. It is nowadays. Mm, yeah. yeah, now it's a lot then. Oh. Attention! All personnel are ordered to continue regular assigned duties until further notice. Oh, honey, mine was the scotch and water. Well, we had uh, quite a few guest stars on this episode. Jamie Farr reprises his role as Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. Uh, and, of course, we have William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Patrick Abiate returns as Ho John. And Lynette Meddy makes a reappearance as Lieutenant Nancy Griffin. And yes, have a guess at what Lynette appeared in after her stint on MASH. Just guess. Come on, guess. Yep. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Quincy, Trapper John MD, Simon and & Simon, and the wonderful Gary Shandling Show. And of course, we have the return of Marsha Straussman playing Nurse Margie Cutler. And Bonnie Jones turns up as Lieutenant Barbara Bannerman. And Odessa Cleveland comes back as Lieutenant Ginger Bayless. And then we have Bruce Kimmel, who plays Private Gilbert. Kimmel has been one of the leading producers of theater music on CD, having produced over 130 albums. Uh, Herb Volant reappears as General Crandall Clayton. Ah, oh, 
Corporal Klinger ready for duty, I see. What's going on? What's all the hoo-ha? Cease fire, sweetheart. The war is over. You're kidding. Have I ever lied to you, miss? If it's true, you won't have to buck for a psycho discharge anymore. Terrific! But I'm stuck with a dozen dresses. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Al? Uh, sure. Um, I like this episode, uh, but, you know, like so many uh, other ones, it wasn't one of my favorites. Um, uh, it, it was fun. I, I liked seeing, you know, the, the the people celebrate because they think it's the end of the war. Uh, but quite honestly, if anybody knows anything, a ceasefire doesn't necessarily mean the end of a war. It just means a mm-hmm. ceasefire for the moment. Um, the thing that I really liked was that uh, amidst everybody losing their heads and getting crazy because they think it's all over, Trapper is the only one that remains skeptical. Gentlemen, I give you peace. Sweet, quiet, monotonous, lovely, life-restoring, harmonious, tranquil, glad about it, mad about it, peace. I'll drink to it, but I don't believe it. Come again? It's the same story in every war. The big guys, they yell, cease fire. There's dancing in the streets. Then they pull a switch and it starts all over again. To the point of, you know, trying to warn people, uh, you sure you want to give that stuff away? You sure you want to, you know, do this, do that? I don't like to ask, but uh, if there's some little souvenir I could have, take it all. Help yourself. Tell your family the whole camp is up for grabs. Wait a minute, steady, Hawk. The U.S. Army always leaves stuff behind after the war. There's a tribe on Guadalcanal made a god out of a 39 Chevy. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, all in all, it, it was an okay episode, just not one of my favorites. Uh, and as usual, there are a few things that I, uh, I have to pick out, uh, you know, pick on it for, uh, like when, um, when Hawkeye is, uh, trying to make out with, uh, with the nurse in, in the tent. Hold it, hold it, Hawkeye. I'm trying. Somebody might walk in. They're all doctors and nurses. What could we possibly do that would surprise them? I don't know. Let's see what we can come up with. She doesn't want him to go any further because she's afraid somebody will walk in. Uh, the entire tent's wide open. <laughs> All <laughs> sides of the tent are, you know, netting, and people mm-hmm. could just look right in. Uh, and at that time, you know, when he concocts the little story that he's married and he has five kids, uh, you know, she kind of gives him a questioning look, and he says, you know, well, yeah, I have five kids because it gets cold in Vermont. What happens to us is what I had in mind. Us? Mm-hmm. As in you and me. Oh, that us. Right. Right. Um, We've been very close. Kept a single shadow, as it were. You never exactly promised marriage. Bless your memory. But you did use all the right words. Love. Togetherness. Future. Lieutenant, I have a confession to make. You might have worn your ring. And get thrown out of the CAD society? Kids, too? Five. Mm. It gets very cold up there in the mm. Uh Is that where his kids were conceived? Because that's not where Hawkeye lives. 
<laughs> Haw- uh, Hawkeye lives in Maine, as we all know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I kind of I liked when 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 Radar was uh, going around trying to get everybody to uh, sign his uh, scrapbook. Dear Radar, this is the best restaurant I ever ate in. Good luck, Hawkeye. That's what you want to say? Right. Simple, but with feeling. And loaded with emotion. Hey, Trapper, sign my book. I'll sign it when the real ceasefire comes. Oh, how can you turn him down? His liver's where his heart ought to be. What's where his liver ought to be? Onions. Compliments of a friend? Well, you guys sure know how to reach somebody. And when he goes to, um, to Henry... And you can kind of see a little bit of that affection that they have for each other, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the father-son thing. Uh, did you get a chance to sign it, sir? Oh, Radar, whatever it is, you sign it. I mean, the only business I want to do with the Army is have them validate my parking ticket so I can go home. Uh, no, sir, I mean my scrapbook. Did you get a chance to sign my scrapbook? Oh, I- I'm sorry, Radar. Of course, it's right there. Oh, For Radar O'Reilly, my comrade in arms, a swell egg who made Korea something special. Thanks for everything. Good luck. Affectionately, your friend, Henry Blake. Okay. Oh, yes, sir. Do you mean this? Every word of it. And that was the relationship, you know, one of the relationships that I enjoyed the most throughout the earlier season seasons was the the relationship between Henry and Radar, uh, how they kind of adopted each other. Um, So I kind of like that. Um, Yeah. Other than that, you know, and and seeing Frank and uh, Margaret drunk, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, not not a lot to say about this episode. Yeah. How about you, uh, Meds? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Al. That um, it's a, it's a, it's the, one of the better episodes over the past, you know, four that we've talked about. Um, there are some nice scenes. I, I particularly like the fact that it's Trapper who doesn't believe that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the war's over. I quite like that one because it kind of boosts Trapper's role a bit because it, it is generally always Hawkeye. Um, the scene in which you mentioned, Al, between Blake and Radar with the, the book is, is a lovely scene. It really is nice. But what kind of makes that scene is when uh, Radar says, oh, we can meet up, you know, when we get back. And Henry kind of pushes it aside slightly <laughs> by saying, you know, oh, yeah, but, you know, not, not straight away because I've got this and that to do. And it's- Maybe we should get together when we get back to the States. Now, that's a great idea. Look, why don't you call me and we'll have lunch? You live in Bloomington, Illinois, and I live in Iowa. Well, that's true. But, you know, it would only take a day or so on the bus, and then and then we could have a whole long lunch together. Sure. Yeah, just give me a buzz. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, not right away. You see, I'm going to have be busy kind of settling in and all. Oh, Oh, I understand that, sir. Okay, you got it. (laughs) Well, then how about about two months from when we get home on a Saturday? Yeah, uh, I I tell you what, let's uh, just kind of leave it loose for now, huh? But but we'll do it. Okay, but uh, we'll uh, leave it loose for now. 
it is that scenario where you know it'd be nice for everyone to meet up but when you walk away from the war situation you kind of want to forget it and mm-hmm. that, you know and i think that comes out and that that little bit of a scene um but yeah otherwise apart from it's back to the normal theme tune um that's an idea, really, for, for this episode. I think that was yeah. the uh, highlight of the whole episode. Was the I think it was <laughs> yeah, the normal theme tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I, I enjoyed this episode. It, like it, you know, it, it's it went along with the rest of them. They were, they weren't great, but they're not horrible. Uh, I like the return of Hojon. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, he hadn't been around for a few episodes, and then he just kind of pops up. Hey, they're passing out uh, champagne. I thought you guys might like some. No, nah, I stick with gin. Champagne is just ginger ale that knows somebody. <laughs> Hey, one more drink and that's it. After that, we operate and sink your floating kidney. You know, life won't be the same without you both and the swamp. You'll miss this? He's queer for garbage dumps. Yeah, he's still not gone to college, has he? No, he's still not, and he's still stealing stuff. Or he's stealing <laughs> stuff, so, you know, um, he had that one quick scene. But um, I, I liked that... The, the nurses kind of called Hawkeye out. Did you have a supper? Uh-huh. Same place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen you quite like this before. I just found out you're married. You don't mind? Just check your sleeping bag for a landmine, lover. And, you know, this is kind of the last time we see him with Nurse Cutler and uh, Bannister and all those nurses. I don't think they come mm. back. A Hawkeye, we have to make plans. All right, how's this? I'll get a bottle of wine. You get the keys to the laundry room. We'll both get in the dryer and take a trip to the moon. I'm talking about our going home plans. Our? Yours and mine. As in you and me, as in us. Huh? Never mind. I mean, the way we've been, I certainly got the impression that we were... Lieutenant Darling, I have an affliction that will make any long-term relationship between us impossible. Hawkeye, what is it? As we're both medical people, I'll speak professionally. I'm suffering from terminal marriage. Can, can, you, can you guess why? <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 yeah, I mean, they kind of, you know, made it so that they that they wouldn't have to hire these three women again because, you know, it's, it was just interesting because you see these women all through the first season, and I wonder if they knew that they weren't going to you know, bring them back again if there was a second season. Because this kind of burnt the bridges for at least mm-hmm. Hawkeye. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I did like I did like that he got called out, you know, because he's a player and, you know, he kind of deserved what he got, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I like, totally agree. I like, you know, that Klinger was selling all his dresses. Wait a minute. What's going on here? This is my ceasefire sale. I don't need this stuff anymore. I'll take this one. Oh, yes, it's $5. That was always my favorite. I'll wear it out. Oh, here. These look great with that. Uh, no charge. Thanks. These low heels are killing me. Hey, Klinger, you gonna buy all this stuff back when the ceasefire turns out to be a phony? A phony? Sure, that's the way it always happens. Big boys change their mind, the shooting starts all over again. You really believe that? Believe it? <laughs> I bet 50 bucks on it. You have this in a size 12? For my mother. 
But again, I think I think like uh, I think it was Al who mentioned that this was kind of like an over exaggeration because it was a ceasefire. They didn't call off the war. I mean, we see ceasefire all the time in mm-hmm. future yeah. episodes, and they're not selling all their goods and breaking down camp and you know going crazy and partying and. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fine episode. It was fun. Had some moments like you guys mentioned already. I loved drunk. Uh, you know, Major Coolahan <laughs> yeah. and, and Burns, that was fun. I won't make any trouble, Frank. I know, darling. Not one bit. You're a peach, Margaret. Dead women can't make any trouble, right? Right. Then who? I'm just going to stick my head in an oven, and it'll be over in seconds. And I won't mention your name in my note. Margaret, what are you saying? I can't live without you, Frank. You're all I have. I love your thin little lips. And the bristles where you shave your earlobe. Margaret, take me home with you, Frank. Margaret, my wife. I'll learn to love her. We'll get along. You'll see. I'll be your nurse. She's my nurse. Then I'll be your patient. I'll catch something terrible and you'll have to see me every day. I'll pay, Frank. You can even bill me. Darling, take me home with you. I won't make any trouble. Uh, I love the pictures of the general and Houlihan <laughs> that they did in the slideshow. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, overall, it was it was a fun episode. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And Loretta Swit plays a great drunk. I mean, she does such a, a wonderful job uh, being tipsy and drunk. I'm not going to make any trouble, Frank. I know, darling. No phone calls, no letters. I won't even write to your office. And, and, and not just this episode. She's been that way in a few episodes, and it's always yeah, fun to see yeah. her that way. Mm. She's just she's just a great actress. I mean, oh, yeah. when she was when she was freezing in that Long John episode, she was like I felt cold for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because she was just so cold. And I mean, she's just really good. I just like yeah, I agree. She's really really good, and she plays drunk well. I, I found out something about her the other day, which I, 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 I you know, you, you do know the fact, but um, as soon as someone uh, says it to you again, you suddenly go, oh, of course, yeah, I was listening to an interview uh, with Sharon Glass, and uh, of course it was Loretta Swit who first played in Cagney and Lacey. That's before right. her, but uh, the mass producers wouldn't let her out of a contract, so she couldn't do it. Yep, I know. So it's kind of surprising. Mm. Because both, both roles would have been iconic, so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Friends, civilians of all ranks, this is the happiest, in fact, this is the only happy day of the war. And it is fitting that we pause to offer a prayer of thanksgiving to the merciful God who has delivered us from this terrible conflict. Let us pray in silence and remember those of our comrades who have fallen. Amen. Amen. And now, on with the secular festivities. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to our behind-the-scenes information. Al, why don't you start us off? Uh, When Hawkeye finds out about the ceasefire in Henry's office, he throws up pieces of paper into the air. Now, in the next scene, when Hawkeye is talking on the phone, which is immediately thereafter, the papers are no longer falling down as they were just a few seconds earlier. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's hard to keep those papers up in the air for a, a change in a camera. Yeah, that's union actors for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode was written just in case the show wasn't picked up for a second season. The show had not been a success in the ratings at that time, and many of the cast and crew had doubts they would be back. Two scripts were written for the show, one in which the war ended and the other in which the ceasefire turned out to be a false alarm. When news came that the show was to be picked up for a second season, this second draft was filmed. Awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. funny that this isn't the last episode of the season, which would make sense. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, have, they, must have, they, they must have had two scripts left, this one and then the next episode. And then when word came that they were going to be picked up, they went with the alternate ending yeah. for this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a, a, another um, continuity error that I actually picked up when I was rewatching this episode. Uh, mm. Now, in the scene where uh, uh, they're, they're partying in the, in the streets, so to speak, uh, Father Mulcahy is standing up in the in the jeep, and he's saying a prayer, and he's you know speaking and everything. If you look mm-hmm. at in the crowd behind him, there's a woman wearing a, a blue party hat, and she kind of depending on the scene, she's moving around. Now, when they're do, when they're close up on Father Mulcahy, she's directly behind him, off to his right, just a bit, and then in the um, in the far shots, she's way over to the right, and they just keep going back and forth like that. It's kind of strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, hard, it's hard to do those big continuity things with big crowds, and everyone has to be standing in the same place, and then they do the yeah. close-up of each character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there are people's jobs, and that's their sole purpose, is to watch continuity. So obviously, this MASH person isn't that good. No, she was very incontinent. <laughs> now, first of all... In gratitude to the United Nations for setting us all free, I am hereby forgetting these poker IOUs to the sum of some $1,500. You realize I can make all that back with just one rich kid with bad tonsils. (laughs) All right, time for our MASH trivia. Woohoo! Better? Mm. All right, so we're going to do quotes this time. We'll see how uh, this goes. So, Al, this one's for you. Okay. Who's who said it was a? It has been both a privilege and a pleasure, and an honor. Uh, Henry, you are correct. Very good. Oh, I didn't know that. So nice. <laughs> and let's see. Let's go with. This is for you, Meds. Okay. Nert, nerds to you. That's no, got to be Hawkeye. No. Do you know, no, no, it's not. It's, it's Major Burns. Yeah, Frank. That's a Frank, Frank. saying. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That and you guys. Oh, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, very good. All right, here's one for me. Let's do uh, Who Said May Your Camel Spit Nothing But Dates? And obviously, that has to be Clinger. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a clinger. Cam- yep, it is cor- yeah, Corporal Clinger. All right. <laughs> and then let's do one for our listening audience. Uh, oh, my gosh. Here we go. Let's go with this one. Uh, if you know the answer to this, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And the quote is, your permission, sir, to cover up my nakedity. <laughs> So once again, the quote is, your permission, sir, to cover up my nakedity. 
<laughs> Nakedity. I love that That's word. That's a hard word. Nakedity. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> All right. So once again, you can go ahead and email your answers to mash 407 podcast at gmail.com. I just received a communique from Syncompact. There is no ceasefire. Well, we're back in business again. Attention, attention all personnel. All personnel report to surgery. Incoming wounded, incoming wounded. All personnel report to surgery immediately. All right, so you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. Where can they find us on Facebook, Meds? Yeah, well, head over to Facebook and type in www.facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. And please do like us and join the group. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow us on Twitter at mash4077podcast. Now, we are – our goal is one billion followers. So how about joining (laughs) us? Yeah, okay. Uh, You can get show notes and other interesting tidbits over at our website at www.mash4077podcast.com. And we have a blog, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send us an email with your criticisms of the way Med says Twitter, you can send that to (laughs) mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And if you would love to wear us on your chest, you can get T-shirts and many, many other items at the MASH online store, www.zazzle.com slash MASH4077podcast. I don't know why every time I read Zazzle, I think of jazz hands. (laughs) Jazz hands. Something about that. All right. And we love getting feedback and comments. You can go to our iTunes and give us a review. We would love to get a five-star review. You can go to iTunes, type in the MASH 4077 podcast, and you can leave us a review there. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Or you can send those reviews, suggestions, or even audio comments. We'd love to hear your voices for a change. You can send those to our Gmail account at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm the one they call Al. And we'll be seeing ya. Here you are, Scrooge. Thanks. Should have listened to me, pal. If the same thing happened all over again, I'd still make the same bet. On the level? It's a glimpse of daylight at the end of the damn tunnel. It was worth it. Paid a pretty heavy price. So I blew fifteen hundred bucks in IOUs. Gave up three nurses for an imaginary wife and family. Clayton's got my butt in his gun sight. My hopefulness remains intact. Good for you. Would you mind turning the other way, though? I'd hate for you to see a grown man cry. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. 
The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. It's a world of laughter, a world of tunes. It's a world of... MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Today we're going to be discussing the episode from Season 1. Today we're going to be discussing a Season 1 episode. Today we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 23, entitled... Uh, This episode is... Are we going to do this one? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. And his album with jazz pianist Fred Hirsch. I never... Oh, God. And his album with jazz pianist... And his album with jazz piano... I can't say this.